0: to my channel we're talking about business today y'all hear me talk about business more so on the podcast but we realize that i don't really talk about it too much here on the youtube channel and so i feel like When I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, so you guys know with my company, Anchor Media, we develop and produce podcasts, but in order to build a profitable podcast, a part of the ways that we make money, podcasting is funneling people into an existing business. So yeah, we grow and launch successful chart topping podcasts, but My goal also is to make sure that the businesses of the podcast hosts are financially lucrative, right? And so I deal with not only just people's podcasts, but also their businesses and reorganizing and restructuring their businesses so that the podcast can better support the business and the business can run a lot more smoothly. Now, in doing this work, especially working with faith-based people, what I've realized is a lot of the times we over-spiritualize business. I want you guys to understand that even though I talk about making God the CEO, you still have to be a good business person. (laughs) You may be able to pray the roof off the jump. Okay, in my PG lingo, you may be able to pray the roof off the place, but are you able to strategically and effectively grow a company from the ground up? That is hard. It's very difficult and doing business god's way does give you a guarantee to success for as long as you obey him but you also have to have the skills and the business acumen to be able to do the work that he's calling you to do and so i want to talk about business for a second because we've talked about faith we talk about praying we talk about fasting, we talk about all of these things we also have to cover the importance of the business aspects so Now, of course, I wouldn't be me if I didn't tell y'all, one of the things you need to do in your business is have a business meeting with God because it's necessary. You need to know what you're going to be able to apply this business acumen to. And God is the one who gives you the vision. So a good example of this is after I shut down my business, you can watch our video we have on that, it's called My Scary Sleep of Faith. After I shut down my business, I was in that period of not having a business. I just had the podcast and I did the journal around that time and I put out my first book around that time and it was, I, it was a day that I was fasting that God gave me the blueprint for Anchor Media. He, I had realized that over that period of time, that year and a half, he had given me bits and pieces, but my practice is when God gives me something, I write it down, I close the journal until he tells me to do something else with it. I don't ever wanna get ahead of him. And so with that, When I had that fasting day, he gave me the whole blueprint. You're going to have um, retreats. You're going to help people build their platforms. You're going to help people who have these messages that I've given them. You're going to help them be strategic and get it to the masses, all of these things. So I had the vision. Now, it was my job as the person who was executing that vision to make sure I did it strategically. So I had to sit down with myself. And say, okay, this is what God said I'm supposed to do. How am I going to do this in the most effective and efficient way? Now, around that time, there uh, the methodology or the sales funnel that everybody did who has service-based businesses—you had a webinar, something for free that people opted into. You give them a little bit, but have a little bit left over that they still need. So then, at the end of the webinar, you give them the upsell into your program. That's pretty much how the sales funnel went and i had realized i didn't want to do that I just did it and a part of building your business is you have to understand like what are your boundaries how do you want to build the company that's just not what I wanted to do and also just thinking about the best way to present this new company to the world so many people were doing it I didn't want to get like put into the pot of everybody who was doing things the same way and so that's how I came up with this concept of an open house I'm like well hmm and this is just me thinking hmm When people are thinking about enrolling into a school, they usually have like an open house. When you're selling your house, you usually have an open house for potential buyers or renters to come in to see what the house looks like. It's a low risk way for the consumer to get an inside peek of what they're about to invest in. And it's also a low risk way or a low effort way for the business owner to present themselves to the potential buyer. So with the open house, you just got to get your house clean, make it look cute, stage it, all of that. That's it. You're not doing a full presentation about this house and how that house compares to the one down the block and uh, addressing their pain points of uh, like, you don't have to do all of that. It's, this is my home. This is what we've been able to keep up. Come in, you can see it, and it's in its best format, it's clean and staged, and then you can make a decision if you want to work with us, work with us, or buy this house from there. So it was the same thing for me. Let me just show them my company, let me show them what we're able to do. And a big part of that, like when you're building your business, I'm a huge proponent of before you launch it, test it, test whatever service. It is that you're offering, or whatever product it is that you're offering, so that you can get testimonials. So, before I presented Anchor Media to the public, I developed a show for free from scratch. And I was able to run that for about six months to see what was the result. What was the listenership? How did we increase the bottom line of the host? What was the process like on our end? Was it complicated? Was it all over the place? Was it smooth? How much is this gonna cost me? Do I need to invest in somebody else in order for this to run more efficiently? So I just tested it out then i did the same thing on more of the consultant side so we have the development side where we created the whole thing from scratch because that was one of the offerings that we have and then um the consultant side okay let me talk to a podcaster now who's already had a show but they're trying to launch something new so let me see if i can work with them to make their idea better and make their show more marketable from day one and i did that and i measured the results so I did case studies on both of these different things. So I started developing marketing materials. So I did a case study on both of those to show people what Anchor Media is able to do. I was able to refine my processes on the back end to see, okay, how much is this gonna cost me? If I wanna charge this, how much is it gonna cost me? What's my profit margin, margin gonna be? Is that worth it? Do I need to increase the price? Do I need to decrease the expenses? Just, um, this is all of the things that happen before you introduce your business to the public. Cause by the time you introduce it to the public, it's not time to figure it out. It's time to just press play on a system that's already been preset. So that's what I did. So when it, and I made the decision to do an open house easier because I'm not blowing smoke. I don't have to do a, um, a webinar to convince you that I may be able to get a result from you if you hire me. I'm able to just simply do an open house to say, hey, check this out. This is my company. This is who we work with. This is, who we, this is what we stand for. This is what we've done. Case studies, stats, receipts testimonials, all the things that we need to present so that the, the consumer can make an easy decision. I knew who my target audience was so that when I did these test things on the back end, I just did them with the people I knew I was gonna be working with. So it made it that much easier. And so I don't have to blow smoke in the form of a webinar or anything like that because our methods work, you know? I was also able to look, in a part of the back end stuff too is, Who else is offering this and how can I angle my company with the unique selling proposition that's going to make us stand out? And so I noticed that a lot of people who were um, teaching folks how to launch podcasts, they were focusing heavily on, they were using words that can't really be quantified like a top show, uh, a hit, podcasts. Um, uh, how to create how to launch the next best show like, it was these very vague not really meaning anything words but may sound good to somebody and I was like what are they actually knowing and some people I signed up for webinars I downloaded downloadables they were offering I'm like what what is out there what is the market currently doing when it comes to consulting for podcasts and what i found was that a lot of people weren't able to speak to building a profitable show because they hadn't done it yet yeah they launched podcasts but they haven't launched a show to the scale that we had they haven't launched a show that was even at the point to get ad space they hadn't launched a show where uh, they were able to create like this seamless process from a listener to customer that wasn't out there. They weren't able to teach it yet because they hadn't done it yet. And we have. So I just leaned in to that unique selling proposition and was very clear with our results. And so also with those with the other companies that I saw out there, they were if they were able to reach a certain point, they hadn't proven that they can duplicate their success in other platforms. And I thought that was a very key thing for us because I didn't want blessed and bossed up to be our only success story because then it's like i'm a one-hit wonder so to speak so it's like okay you were able to do that for yourself but the the telltale sign is if you have a process or solution that works is if you can create that same success elsewhere and that's why i did one i needed to find out for myself can i create the same success elsewhere that's part of the reason why i tested it and so after doing that i was like oh well this show was a top 20 on an entrepreneurship category within the first week oh this show had 60,000 listens plus within the first season okay we're doing something the show now the the host is going on a whole tour in all of these different cities that the podcast opened her up to okay i think we good I think I can now present this to people. So this is all of the business stuff I want you to consider. All of this stuff that I talked about, I didn't mention fasting, but one time. (laughs) In the beginning, making sure that I was applying everything to what God was was calling me to do. But it was in my job when he gave me the assignment to make sure I did the assignment well. Even if you look in the Bible, the parable with the the men of talents or investments, as some translations say, the master gave them the bags of money and left. Okay? And when the master came back is when he says, so what did you do? And the one person that he said, well done, my good and faithful servant was the one who multiplied that investment by, I think five times, I can't remember, but the one who had multiplied that investment the most. He also said, well done to the other ones that multiplied. but the biggest well done was the one who multiplied it the most. So for you, God, and, and for me, I've looked at it like that. God gave me this vision. How am I able to multiply what god has given me and has told me to do and that is your job you get the the investment the vision the message the assignment the business from god and it is your job to multiply it i'm gonna stop right here it's getting a little long so join us for part two